0: Good morning, and welcome to worship on this fifth Sunday in Lent. Welcome to those who are joining us on our radio broadcast this morning, or as a podcast, or on our YouTube channel. We are so glad you have made your way to this time of worship. A word of thank you and welcome to Marnie Wozniak, who was our guest accompanist this morning. Thank you so much, Marnie, for being with us and sharing your gifts with us this day. I remind you that a bulletin for this service is available on our website at oslme.com under our worship page and i remind you that you are welcome to gather bread and wine or juice so that we can celebrate holy communion together a little later on in this service we begin our worship under the sign of the cross blessed be the holy trinity one god the keeper of the covenant, the source of steadfast love, our rock and our redeemer, amen. Trusting in the one who is full of compassion, let us confess our sins as we pray. Fountain of living water, pour out your mercy over us. Our sin is heavy and we long to be free, rebuild what we have ruined and mend what we have torn. Wash us in your cleansing flood. Make us alive in the spirit to follow in the way of Jesus as healers and as restorers of the world you so love. Amen. Beloved, God's word never fails. The promise rests on grace. By the saving love of Jesus Christ, the wisdom and power of God Your sins are forgiven, and God remembers them no more. Journey forward in the way of Jesus. Amen. We join together in singing our gathering hymn this morning, Restore in Us, O God, hymn number 328. of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the communion of the holy spirit be with you all let us pray oh god with steadfast love you draw us to yourself and in mercy you receive our prayers strengthen us to bring forth the fruits of the spirit that through life and death we may live in your son jesus christ our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. At this time, we join Denise Vick, our Director of Children and Youth Ministry. We join her for a children's message.
1: Welcome to the fifth Sunday in Lent. Our color is still purple, and we have completed 28 out of the 40 days in our Lenten journey. Over halfway. If you've been working on your Lenten chain, it should be about this long. That is really long. So far we've talked about God the promise keeper in the story of Noah, having faith like Abraham in his story about becoming the father to many And we've learned about how laws are important and the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses that all hold true today, don't they? And last week, we were reminded that no matter how unhappy or discontent we are, we need only to look to God and Jesus on the cross and we will be healed inside and out. This week, we talk about sacrifice and what that looks like today. So turn to page 374 in your World Story Bible and listen along as I read you the story titled, From Death to Life. A crowd of people from Greece gathered with Jesus' disciples. The Greeks hadn't heard Jesus teach before and wanted to hear his message. Have you ever tried to grow a plant? Jesus asked. Before a plant can grow, you have to bury a seed. The seed dies, and then it comes to life as a plant, a plant that bears fruit like grapes or grain. My life is like a seed, Jesus continued. Like the seed, I will die, but then I will come alive again. The Greeks wondered at these words. Jesus was going to die and come back to life? How is that possible? They had never heard someone teach like Jesus. Suddenly, God's voice rang out like crashing thunder. Listen to my son. The crowd jumped in surprise. God is talking to you, Jesus said. I will die and come back to life. When I'm gone, people will realize who I am. They will think of others first. They will choose to give up things so they can serve me. Like the seed that becomes a plant, they will bear fruit that feeds the world. The Greeks were amazed. They wanted to learn more. How do we serve you, Jesus? They asked. Whoever wants to serve me must follow me. Jesus told them, listen to my words. Serve others, love others. Then you will want to serve more and love more. That's how you serve and follow me. Wow, that story was amazing. Jesus spoke to the people of Greece for the first time. He told them that he was like a seed. When you plant in the ground and it dies, yet it comes back to life. Once it sprouts through the surface and goes on to bear fruit, just like a tomato plant or a pumpkin or these bean seeds. Jesus, for the first time, tells people of his upcoming death, but he also lets them know that like the seed that dies under the soil, but ultimately sprouts to new life, he will come back to life as well. I'm sure these people were confused by what he had said, but he was predicting his upcoming death to them and letting them know that they needed to listen and realize that what he said was true. Jesus goes on to say that once you realize he told the truth and that he is the true Messiah, the son of God, that you must follow his lead and continue doing what he has been doing. He always thought of others, didn't he? He also sacrificed himself, didn't he? So we can make sacrifices ourselves to serve him. But sacrificing is hard, isn't it? Giving up things we love is one of the hardest things we will do. In our World Kids video for our Sunday school lesson today, Otto gives away his only bike to his friend who has none. He then finds out that there's a bike rally that day, and now he has no bike. So he momentarily regrets his sacrifice. But then he sees that his bike now being used by his friend is also being used to help orphaned kittens. He sees that his sacrifice is helping others, and he finally sees that good things do come to those who sacrifice, just as Jesus has instructed us to do. But how can we do that? To serve him, we must follow him, right? We must listen to his words, to serve others and to love others. We can serve by giving to those in need, like through our local food pantries, our donation centers, or our area area foster closet. We could collect money for a, a local animal shelter, or we could collect money to help with housing for our area homeless, like our Ministry Outside the Walls has asked us to do, to to send money to Stepping Stones, who is sponsoring hotel rooms for our area homeless since they were unable to open Winter Haven this past winter due to COVID. Also here at OSL, you'll soon be able to help support A Little Pantry, a small free pantry available to anyone who has food insecurities. So be on the lookout for more information in the coming months on how everyone, big or small, can help support this new ministry coming to OSL. We can also love others. How so? Well, we can pray. Pray for people we know who are sick or hurt or lonely. We can pray for whole groups of people like our doctors and our healthcare workers or our teachers or our pastors. We can pray for those in other countries who do not have what we have. Pray for life-giving water to be available in rural areas of Africa, or just clean water in areas without it. You see, God hears our prayers, big or small, from young voices or from older voices. He hears them all. It's important to remember why Jesus came to earth to show us how to live and to love. He is truly like these bean seeds. They don't look alive now, do they? But I can plant them in the ground and just like Jesus, they will come back to life. Not only that, but they will bear many fruit. And from those fruit will come many, many more seeds that can be planted and then they will produce more fruit and so on and so on. Just like when we sacrifice for someone else, that recipient recipient of our sacrifice will feel our love and happiness and they will go on to sacrifice themselves and give back to others and they will continue to spread the good news of Jesus and so on and so on until the whole world is filled with love and happiness and joy just as god intended it to be now let's end this time in prayer dear heavenly father thank you for sending your son jesus to the world to show us how to love and give and sacrifice for the good of all help me to be selfless even when it is hard remind me that my sacrifices will be spread will help spread joy far and wide. It is in his name we pray these things. Amen.
0: Our first reading this morning is taken from the prophet Jeremiah. The Judeans in Babylon blamed their exile on their ancestors who had broken the covenant established at Sinai. Here the prophet looks to a day when God will make a new covenant with the people. There will be no need to teach the law because God will write it on their hearts. A reading from Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. We sing together our gospel acclamation, return to the Lord.
2: Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Jesus answered, The voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Dear Beloved of God, grace and peace to you, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. We have made it to spring. It arrived early yesterday morning at 4.37 a.m. Quite apart from the motion of the sun in the sky, though, there are plenty of other signs that spring has arrived. With the exception of the pile in the parking lot and a few shady north-facing areas, the snow is gone and the ground is beginning to warm. Tulips and daffodils are beginning to poke their heads up. The red oaks are dropping their leaves. The sleds have been put away, grills are back out on decks, and local restaurants have again set up tables for outdoor dining. Spring training is underway for the brewers, Seed catalogs have long since gone out and anxious gardeners are well into the planning phase for this year's flower and vegetable gardens. Now I've lived my whole life in either Minnesota or Wisconsin, so I know that there is still the possibility of some winter weather ahead of us. In fact, I remember well that last year on Easter, we got a good six or seven inches of snow. But at this time of year, whatever winter weather comes our way won't last, not for too long anyway. I'm not much of a gardener. Actually, I'm not a gardener at all. I always thought I would be. My parents had quite a large garden when I was growing up, and I sure spent time out in it helping my dad. But of all the lessons I learned from him, how to garden didn't stick. Nevertheless, at this time of year, I too find myself imagining what flowers I want to put into pots around the yard, and what, if any, vegetables we might try growing on our deck. You know, we had some luck with snap peas last year, so maybe we'll try that again this year. Gardening takes quite a bit of faith, to be honest, to take a thing that looks to have no life in it, that looks, in the case of my snap peas, all dried and shriveled up, and to plant it in the ground with the expectation that something will come from it? Well, it's absurd on the face of it, and yet that's how it is. You place these seemingly inert things in the ground, and then, depending on germination rates and the weather and soil conditions, in a few weeks' time, something is growing. And a fresh sprout appears. There is something hopeful, something joyful in watching this process play out year after year. My uncle was a farmer and kept a large garden. Even in the last years of his life, when his health prevented him from really being able to attend to the garden, he still wanted to have one. And so my dad, who was his primary caregiver, would go out and plant a few things for him. Some zinnias, because they were one of his favorite flowers, along with a few vegetables, tomatoes and potatoes and green beans and cucumbers and such. I kinda thought it was crazy as it required quite a bit of my dad's time to make the drive out to the farm to take care of Ken's garden. But whenever I expressed any concern to my dad, he would just say, well, He enjoys watching things grow, and that would be the end of it. Joy comes because our faith is well-placed. At the beginning of Lent, we heard part of Noah's story, the conclusion, when God makes a covenant with Noah and with all the creatures of the earth. But just before this covenant, we overhear a promise that God makes to God's self. As long as the earth endures, God promises, Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. With each new bud of spring, God proves faithful to God's promise of old. As the end of Jesus' life approaches, or as Jesus says, the hour has come, he turns to an agricultural metaphor to help prepare us for what we will shortly witness. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Like the seeds we plant in the ground, Jesus' death will yield a surprising result. We use the phrase life and death to refer to situations that are important, that are serious, or that are ultimate in nature. Whether referring literally to life and death, or figuratively to the life and death of a project, an idea, or a relationship, when we say something is a matter of life and death, we mean that the issue at hand requires attention. Otherwise, things cannot and will not go on as they had before. But the Bible bears witness to a God who deals with matters of life and death differently. We may talk in terms of life and death, but God speaks of death and life. Death may mark the end for us, but not for God. God is an expert at bringing life out of death-filled situations. So many of the stories we know from the Bible are stories of death and life. The story of Noah is a story of death and life. The story of the Exodus is the story of death and life. The story that we heard last week from Numbers, the story of the serpents in the wilderness, is a story of death and life. The prophets speak again and again of death and life. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, through the prophet Jeremiah in today's first reading. This is a promise of return in the face of exile of reconciliation and forgiveness in the face of a broken relationship, of life in the face of death. In her sermon last week, Pastor Heather beautifully reminded us that the promise in John 3:16 of life, of eternal life, is perhaps better translated as unending life, and that that promise is not simply a promise of life in heaven, but it's about life in the here and now too. Even now, God's unending life-creating, life-generating power is at work in our world and in our lives. Death still remains a part of life in this world, of course. It's a defining characteristic of what it means to be mortal. We are born, we live, we grow and change, and we die. When the Word became flesh, God in Jesus entered this cycle of life and death as well. And now the hour has come, the incarnation, the earthly life of Jesus is about to end. But with a close, with a confidence that comes from his close relationship with the Father, Jesus insists that his death will bear much fruit that his is a story not of life and death, but of death and life, that in the hands of the Father, the maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen, in the hands of the Father who loves the world and all that is in it, in the hands of the Father, life will burst forth even from a tomb It's understandable if you find this hard to believe. It's such a counterintuitive message because so much of our experience teaches us the opposite. We see evidence that it is death that is stronger than life, stronger than love, especially this past year when it seems as though death has been in the news daily, when it has been all around us, It is hard to see or trust that anything or anyone has power over it. Jesus' words seem like wishful thinking, but they are not, and he chose his metaphor well. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. With fields only recently thawed from the winter cold and snow, with seeds that look inert in our hands, we go out to plant. It takes courage and all the faith we can muster to put these seeds into the ground and entrust them to the life-generating powers of God and God's creation. Just as it takes faith and courage in the face of a pandemic to see how and where new life has been growing in us over the past year, just as it takes faith and courage in the face of a deeply polarized society to love your neighbor of a different political persuasion. And it will take faith and courage too to travel through Holy Week, to not just go from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday but to make the stops along the way, to share a final meal with Jesus on Monday, Thursday, to sit for a while at the foot of the cross on Good Friday, to keep vigil throughout Saturday. And with so much death and loss around us and with the pain of it still so fresh and raw in our hearts, it will take quite a bit of courage and faith to get up on Easter Sunday still holding fast to the promise that God's love is stronger than death and more fierce than the grave. As Jesus approaches the final days of his life, he does so filled with the assurance that death has never been an obstacle to God accomplishing God's will. In fact, just the opposite. When death occurs, God uses the opportunity to do and create something new. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, God will draw all people into God's own unending life. Or as St. Paul puts it, Christ will be the first fruits of those who have died. Jesus' death will issue forth in life for all the world in ways we cannot even imagine. Spring is a season of hope as the earth awakens and as new life emerges. This spring is a season of hope as COVID rates are falling, vaccination rates increasing, and as long separated families are starting to be able to gather again. As Lent comes to an end this year and we prepare for Holy Week, I will be thinking with joy of the ground and of the snap peas in zinnias I hope to plant. And although, as with all springs, there will be hard and wintry days ahead, they will not last. Death will have its day, but only a day. Easter is coming. Amen.
0: Our hymn for this day, is hymn number 379, Now the Green Blade Rises. relying on the promises of God. We pray boldly for the church, for the world, for all in need. After each petition, we sing together, O Lord, hear my prayer, hymn number 751. Merciful God, you wash us through and through and remember our sin no more. Make your church a community of forgiveness throughout the world. Give your people courage to forgive. Through them, show the world new possibilities. Bless all ministries of repentance and reconciliation. Creating God, you fill the earth from tiny grains of wheat to the mighty thunder. You fill the earth with your presence and you call us to attend To your will for all of creation, grant weather that prepares the soil for seeds, and protect all from violent storms, from flooding, from wildfires. We pray to the Lord. God you promise to write your law on our hearts. We pray today for those devastated by the recent shootings in Atlanta, for Asian Americans who fear and experience hate crimes, for all who fear and experience hate crimes. Guide citizens throughout the world to shape communities that reflect your mercy your justice your peace and give us all creativity to work for the welfare the honor the safety of all healing god you sustain us with your bountiful spirit restore the joy of all who need to know your presence those who are lonely or feel unforgivable those who grieve those who are at the end of life those who need healing of body mind or spirit today we lift up especially in prayer violet salsa arvin salsa's mother lola thompson him Lutz; susie Geralamo; oh gabriel rosemary Ackenbach, linda otto's mother and mary busolaki We pray to the Lord. Father, your Son, Jesus, calls us to follow him in life and death. Empower this congregation in our discipleship. Create within us hearts eager to meet the needs of our community. Equip leaders, committee members, and volunteers with your truth and wisdom as they minister in the name of Jesus. Living God, in the cross of Christ, your name is glorified with all those who have lived and died in Christ. Bring us with them into the fullness of life in you, in life everlasting. We entrust ourselves and all our prayers to you, O faithful God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. We pray to the Lord. the Lord be with you always.
2: And also with you.
0: I invite you to share a sign of peace now with any you may be gathered with for worship this morning as we send you our greetings of peace and love and greet one another. Peace, peace Peace be with you. We continue to share our deep appreciation for your continued generosity for all the ways that you support the work of helping those in need in our greater community and in our ongoing ministry here as our Savior's Lutheran Church. Your support is vital as we continue to follow in the ways and work of Jesus. We welcome your offering to OSL and to our shared ministry. You are invited to send in your offering to the church office or to use our online giving option on our website at oslme.com. If you have not already done so, I invite you now to gather some bread and wine or juice for our celebration of Holy Communion as we sing together our offertory, Create in Me a Clean Heart, hymn number 188.
2: Let us pray. Faithful God, you walk beside us in desert places, and you meet us in our hunger with bread from heaven. Accompany us in this meal, that we may pass over from death to life with Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks Let us pray as Jesus has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Here in this meal, Christ meets us in all our moments of life and death, and with love, turns them into stories of new life. As you are gathered today, I invite you to share these gifts of Holy Communion with each other or to receive the gifts yourself. This is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. As you receive communion this morning, we hear a gift of special music. body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace amen let us pray God of steadfast love at this table you gather your people into one body for the sake of the world send us in the power of your spirit that our lives bear witness to the love that has made us new in Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord amen
0: As you go forth into the rest of this day, go forth with this blessing, this reminder, that you are what God made you to be, created in Christ Jesus for good works, chosen as holy and beloved, freed to serve your neighbor. God bless you that you may be a blessing in the name of the holy and life-giving Trinity, amen. Before we conclude our worship, I share a couple of announcements as I brief you the ministers of OSL. I remind you um, on behalf of our Ministry Outside Our Walls Committee, too, that we um, are encouraging you to support the work of Stepping Stones during this Lenten season um, as they help to house those in need of shelter in our community. Uh, I remind you that donations can be made directly to Stepping Stones, and if you include the word shelter in the memo line, it will go toward that ministry. I also remind you that the approximate cost for a hotel stay for an individual or a family is right around $70. Uh, Thank you for your generosity in the ways in which we take care of one another in our community. Our Lenten worship continues for one more week via Zoom at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday evening. You can find the link to that Zoom worship on the front page of our website. I want to invite you to a a fun event planned for Palm Sunday that weekend, actually. We will be inviting you to come to our facility for a walkthrough on Saturday. March 27th, the day before Palm Sunday, from 10.30 to 12.30. um, We want to invite you, uh, we'll safely escort individuals and families through um, the the church and into the fellowship hall to um, offer a recording of an Easter proclamation that will become part of our Easter worship. You'll be invited to take a photo. We'll have a nice backdrop for you to do so. We'll invite you to pick up a palm branch so you have that in hand for Palm Sunday and some other additional gifts for the Holy Week um, as well for you as you move through, as we journey together through Holy Week. Our Holy Week schedule um, is as follows this year. On Maundy Thursday, April 1st, um, you are invited to gather for a virtual Zoom worship service at 6.30 p.m. The link to that worship service will be on the front page of our website. Our Good Friday service, April 2nd, will be available on our YouTube channel on Friday at 6.30 p.m. And our Easter Sunday, April 4th worship service will be available as well on our YouTube channel at 7 a.m. and as a podcast, and of course, as our radio broadcast. Finally, I remind you, if you have any prayer concerns or you would like to visit with one of your pastors or one of our parish nurses, please, do reach out to us. We are here for you. All of our contact information can be found on our website at oslme.com. We conclude our worship as we are sent out into the rest of this day with our final hymn, In the Cross of Christ I Glory, hymn number 324.
2: Good news. Thanks be to God.